Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Welcome, everybody, to Best Friends Pod. Woo! Oh, my gosh, I thought we were all cheering. <laughs> yeah, what the heck, guys? We we knew that this was the thing. This is a hat. This is a... Oh, we have to say woo. woo. Oh, we, get, we have been saying been present woo. I'm the sorry. last two podcasts. I've, yeah, basically forever. And acknowledged it last week. Like, I just wooed all <laughs> You're wow, right. That's really embarrassing. <laughs> wow. You guys are <laughs> embarrassing. I'd hate to be in your seats right now um i mean comfy anyways this is best friends pod Woo! The, show where <laughs> the show where four 20 somethings just sit around and chat i'm one of your hosts aaron weiss alongside my wife the duchess of decatur erica j weiss hello everyone and as usual we are joined by the coolest cats in covington Caleb and Megan Peeler. Yo, 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 yo. Yo. Y'all, it's uh it's Mardi Gras. It's Fat Tuesday. I did not even upon recording. take note of that. Um, and I've been, you know, I, I, I also have kind of forgotten a little bit until someone said something about it at work earlier today, like mid-afternoon. And I was like, oh man, king cake sounds good um and i was like where do i get king cake in atlanta um it turns out most publixes in georgia were selling them but our local publix was out um because i just thought of it today on mardi gras um i found a different little treat though yes there's this polish donut looking thing called uh what it had well i mean how do you pronounce it do you know Oh, no, I was going to say the letters that were in it because I don't know how to say it. Oh, yeah, it's spelled K-A-C-Z-K-I. Really? Katzika? Katzki, maybe. Katzki? But yeah, they're they're pretty much just filled donuts. Um, I heard that they were also popular Mardi Gras food because, so it was pretty fun at work today. Um, The kids who are like, younger than two so like in the infant to 18 months like region of age have um these little quote-unquote bye-bye buggies which are basically um six child strollers and they're like these big red <laughs> oh buggies yeah that you put them in. well we decorated those to look like mardi gras floats and we made them go up and down the hallway at school and all of the like older kids were like pretending that it was a parade and we threw like beads and uh, little golden coins and stuff like that so that was fun and as another little added celebration we had king cake and whatever the heck polish donuts so hmm. that was already a little bit on my radar yeah so i mean mardi gras is very much like <clears throat> a french and like french inspired tradition right um but poland is a catholic nation as well with catholic heritage and so their their thing was on the day before lent started they would make these really sugary donuts to get rid of all of their um sugar and sweets 
huh. before oh, Lent. when they would be giving stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So um, it's very much a similar tradition. Um, we have not eaten them yet, but I imagine after recording, we'll each have a donut and maybe some decaf coffee. classic Aaron Weiss I know I can't live without the decaf at night you know what I mean (laughs) no oh oh I'm trying that chia seed pudding possibly tonight oh nice if it's ready by later keep us updated I made it immediately after I told you I'm gonna try it oh nice (laughs) what all do you do to it like what do you it's a milk so I mean I we used oat milk it says the recipe i saw said almond or or coconut but i was like whatever yeah and then it was like maple syrup cinnamon chia seeds and some salt and then you can put toppings on it there may have been something else we'll see if it's good i'm worried how long does it have to chill it said like do it for a couple hours stir it and then another couple hours. So honestly, I don't know if it's going to be ready to eat because I'm not eating it at like 1030 tonight. Yeah. Right. I would just eat it tomorrow morning. Right. Honestly, that might be a pretty, really good breakfast, though. Yeah, probably would be. But I at least want to try it. So, you know, I'll keep you updated. Definitely. We'll need the updates. Um, mm-hmm. Some housekeeping for you. In case you didn't know, this is the Best Friends podcast. And we have some housekeeping. Um, Best Friends pod best friends gaming pod has been rocking and rolling um Mm -hmm. new episode going up tomorrow and another one will be recorded friday um bryant and i have been having a lot of fun with that um listen to this week's episode because bryant and i talk about elden ring and um even though neither of us at the time had played much of it, we talk a lot about it. Um, this, <laughs> when we record this week, we'll, we will have played more and I will talk about how much it's kicking my butt. Um, Is that your first from software game? Yep. I'm just a wee lad. Just a wee little baby. Um, don't think there's any other housekeeping. Um, yeah. I, I mean, something to move on from the housekeeping i am very excited uh caleb and i on friday are going to see the batman oh boy Um, it's getting really good reviews um and going to see a movie in theaters uh, that's what one of my favorite things to do i love seeing movies in theaters i love seeing uh specifically like like big movies in theaters like I loved when I went to go see Star Wars The Force Awakens. Like that was a mm-hmm. real experience that like cannot be recreated. Mm-hmm. Um Spider-Man No Way Home was pretty similar. That was my first movie going experience that felt like I was like I don't know. I I had never <laughs> gone to like a premiere before, I guess. That's Did, probably why it felt like such a unique experience. Yes, going uh, within the first weekend is so special and I in high school I was really big on midnight premieres um I saw a number of movies at the midnight release and as I've gotten older and actually also 
since then movies have been they're like you know what they 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 come out on friday but screw it we're gonna we're gonna give you a 6 p.m showing on thursday because why not right like it's much appreciated very much appreciated i think we saw like the midnight release of last july but was at like 7 30 yeah it was first showing they had yeah um so yeah the movie theaters uh, and movie companies are just getting more lax on what is the early premiere now um and i'm really thankful for that but some of my best movie going memories have been at those premieres or on opening weekend um yeah i think of <laughs> pirates of the caribbean at world's end um avengers endgame infinity war uh the, just these experiences like this is why theaters exist and I love watching movies at home in the comfort of my own home with whatever snacks I can like. Yeah. Um, but there's just something special about seeing it with a, seeing a movie with a big group of people um, like in no way home when like the other Spider-Men were revealed, like people were going crazy. I know. And it was so much fun. So I, I, I was just wondering like, what are some of y'all's like favorite movie theater experiences? Or do you like, do you even like going to the movie theater? Like, um, is it something that you would say you would miss if you like could during never? COVID. <laughs> yeah. If it, is it something that you missed during COVID? Like, because that was something for sure I missed. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I definitely missed a lot. Um, I actually watched a video last night about this guy. He's kind of arguing that like people like movie theaters are becoming exclusively for like huge tent post movies. Um, yeah. And like he was just kind of arguing like, yeah, like people like smaller movies, what we would consider smaller movies, um, are worth seeing in theaters too. Um, so I love seeing movies in theaters. I love seeing all kinds of movies in theaters, whether it's a big, big action movie or like a very low-key drama. Um, as far as favorite movies I've seen in theaters, Force Awakens sticks out a lot, of course. I saw that three times, I think, in theaters. And I do specifically remember, like, I wasn't able to go the night it released, I think I had a band practice. Lame. And like, I know. <laughs> so I remember I saw it like the Monday after premiered. And still there were like huge lines getting in the theater. Um, so that was just cool. I mean, it was like, it was like, I think what was more exciting was the anticipation for episode seven than episode seven. Um I think it lived up personally, but this isn't a Star Wars debate podcast. Yeah. I'm <laughs> also I'm also one of five people that mostly liked episode ten, episode eight. So, but yeah, I think like last July six out. Um, I think like, oh, I think that's one that's like very like probably my favorite ever like film going experience 
was seeing Mad Max Fury Road in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like, I, the week leading up to that was crazy because I was failing Spanish, I was failing math, and they kept telling me I needed to pass math to graduate, even though I had enough math credits. And they're like, oh, you can't walk if you don't pass this class. So they made me, they see me stay after school and do like makeup work on the computer, which is awful. And then I'd come home and change and go to work. Um, and then like a chipmunk got in our house one night <laughs> and it was madness. It the was, same night? Oh, that whole week. Yeah, that whole, that whole week was just crazy. Sorry, was, okay. A chipmunk got in our house and it was madness. Like it was crazy. Like I was, it was crazy. And I was like, because I work late every night, like Thursday night, I stay up to like 1 a.m., which is the only time I ever stay up, probably the only time I really ever did homework in high school, I feel like. I stay up to 1, or 1 a.m. finishing schoolwork. And Thursday, like, then Friday came, I uh, hung out with my friends that night, broke my friend's window in his car on accident, um, playing tag. <laughs> and then we, the next morning, my friend Trey and I got up and saw Mad Max. And it was just like all this like this crazy, crazy week. And it's like this really good movie at the end of it. Hmm. Um, so. the whole week it's interesting, like the events surrounding it make it even more memorable. Yeah. Than like the actual viewing. And it's also one of my favorite. Yeah, I mean, you movies. love Mad Max. Um, but that's a great, like, it's just like sucks you in. It's very good. Maybe bat the bat seeing the Batman will be a great experience. I remember hopefully less crazy week. Yeah. <laughs> I remember um wanting to see the Dark Knight in theater so bad. Um, but like for some reason that summer it just never happened. Um, but then we did. Uh, I did see it in theaters, but it was like 12 years after it came out. So But I did see Dark Knight in theaters, and it was like, okay. Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Rises, sorry. Oh, the Dark Knight Rises five times in theaters. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Goodness. The most I've ever seen in theaters was, I saw Avengers three times in theaters, and I saw Force Awakens three times. You know, my level. I think I saw Frozen (laughs) three times in theaters, and I think I saw... um, Get this, The Greatest Showman. Whoa. That doesn't theater. surprise me. Because <laughs> I was obsessed with that soundtrack. And I still really do enjoy it, but and I was just good. obsessed with seeing Zac Efron and Zendaya interact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all around good things. I almost saw Spider first three times in theaters. I saw it, I saw it twice at least. But I think I wanted to see it a third time. Let me think of what other movies were big for me. Oh, seeing Get Out in theaters was a big one for me. Just like everyone being like, (gasps) as things get revealed, like the entire audience Mm -hmm. was just like gasping. It was great. Um, Seeing Twilight, no. It must have been Breaking Dawn part one in theaters. (laughs) I went with my sister and some of my girl cousins and it was just pure chaos because no one should have let us go out by ourselves. 
And I remember people were like showing any card they could find in their wallet and saying, this is my student ID and getting discounts. And it was just like crazy. <laughs> and I remember one of my cousins kept farting. And it was just like one of those moments where it was like, everything is chaos. And it's like, surreal. I like, give birth to a vampire baby. And it just, nothing made sense. Insane. <laughs> totally oh, insane. God. That was a big Twilight spoiler. So I'm very sorry if anyone is uh, working their way through the, That's their through the saga. Um yeah, I think I only saw Breaking Dawn. I don't think I saw any of the Twilight movies a bunch of time in theaters, although if they came out now, I would. Because I'm a bigger fan yeah. of them now than I was as they were coming out, which is very funny because <laughs> I was like a preteen when they were coming out. So I really, hmm. you know, I'm breaking the mold here, but. <laughs> and I saw, I think, every Harry Potter movie in theater from Goblet of Fire onward. And. Mm-hmm. Didn't see any of them at the premiere, but. Ooh, seeing Deathly Hollows part two. I know, oh and I should gosh. have gone, but I was already signed up for summer camp. And mm. my, <laughs> I remember like having this conversation with my parents, like, should I not go to camp this year so I can see the premiere oh of Deathly Hollows part two? And they were like, no, you have to go to camp because like, obviously they'd already paid for it and whatever. And I was going to, like, I right. wanted to go to camp. But oh my gosh, the stories my dad and brother have, and I think one of my cousins was there too, the stories they have about, (laughs) I just am so jealous that I wasn't there. It's weird that it was, so Deathly Hallows Part 1 was released the previous fall before Deathly Hallows Part 2, and I thought it was weird that they didn't both release either like in summer, so like one one summer, one the following summer, or one one Mm -hmm. fall, one the following fall. I thought that was strange. Didn't it only come out? Monday? It was fall then summer. I'm sorry. Wait, when did when did they release? Deathly Hallows Part One came out in November 2010, and Part Two ca- came out in July 2011. Okay, okay. So yeah, I mean, maybe was... they just didn't want a full year between, just to like keep the hype. I don't think the hype was going anywhere. Actually, it was the Harry was Potter not... finale. <laughs> if if they were still waiting for that finale to come out, the hype would still be there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I saw both remember. midnight release. Oh. The one proper midnight release I've seen, I think, was Doctor Strange. I didn't even want to go. It was just like Brody really wanted to go, <laughs> and like no one else was going with him. And I was like, "Fine, Brody, I'll go with you." And um, it was just like, also, we went and we got there, and we're like, "This is 3D," which is also just like. <laughs> extra two bucks yeah and just like and we, of 3d movies dr strange is probably the best one to see in 3d but it was just like yeah have you did you see avatar in 3d i did that was the best 3d experience that is i mean that was like 13 years will make now, you so. want to think i'm just kidding i actually did like that movie i do remember i just want to comment on revenge of the sith coming out because so, like, there are parts of my life where, like, my dad and I will see a, a movie like, almost every weekend. Uh-huh. Um, when I was in middle school, I think we'd see a movie like, every weekend. But I think before that, it was, like, going to see a movie was a very big deal in our family. And, of course, I love those source movies coming out, growing up. So I really wanted to see Revenge of the Sith. And my brother had a car. He he saw it on his own and I begged him to take me 
but there's a whole thing because it was PG-13. My parents weren't sure if they want to let me go, which was just like stupid. Even looking back, it was kind of like I saw much like I was watching PG-13 movies at that time. I'm sure. Um, With their permission, though. I mean, if it was on TV, and I, I made that argument to them, and they were like, anyway. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was like, I want to see it so bad. And it was fine. It was like, so it came out into May. It was like July before I was able to go see it. Man. Yeah. And so I remember I was like, it was me and one lady. It was like our family and like one lady in the whole theater. Um, I remember I was, I wore a cape because I was like, I got to dress up. This is my yeah. moment. And my sister made fun of me for it. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. <laughs> if I could have dressed up for a Harry Potter premiere, just know I would have. But yeah, it was just like that was like, I think that was probably the most I've ever been excited for a movie and the most I ever will be. Um, like, I don't think I'll ever be that excited for a movie. Because I remember like where I knew we were going, I was like counting down the moments. Like I got up that morning and was like, Star Wars. And I was just like anxious for it. I think even like, I think I got in the Lego Star Wars video game that summer for my birthday. And I had like refused to play episode three part of that game mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I didn't want to see it yet. And so it was just, it was a struggle for me. <laughs> so, Megan, do you, do you have any um, yeah. of the movie theater? Yeah, my my family really likes going to movies, um, especially like my brothers, and my dad. Um, they we were always big into movie marathons, so paying for one, going to at least two. Nice. Um, and I mean, I know they even went to like three in a row before. Um, and I think I haven't done that, but I feel like a lot of times early high school. Um, I would do like I'd go to one movie and then like I would go probably to another one with like some friends um I'm trying to think I don't know if they were always like at midnight but like the releases for like um I think the later Hunger Games movies I remember going to on like the release day um I remember when uh City of Bones the Mortal Instrument book series when because I loved that series um, and read that whole series and whatnot. And I remember going to that movie with one of my other good friends who was really into it and being so disappointed because it was no. awful. Um, that one, we may have gone to the actual midnight release. I remember going to Divergent when Divergent came out in theaters and dressing up uh, because each like group had like colors related to them. So, I mean, I probably wore like, the colors that related to it. it I don't think it was like a full-on fit fit that I can remember um I don't think I saw any other movies in theater <laughs> but I definitely saw the first one um but I we really I liked going to movies a lot we would go a lot I liked scary movies I liked seeing them in theaters um I think that's one of the better places to see them for some reason can I pick uh, that scary movie thing really quick yes yes um my like best friend group like my like lifelong friend group we really love scary movies and we really love the woman in black oh yes i remember seeing that one when the woman in black 2 came out we're like oh my gosh we have to see this in theaters 
but we had all seen a scary movie together recently and I remember half of us were like outside the theater the entire time because we were too scared to go back in because it was too oh my goodness so we decided that this time we were going to go out to dinner beforehand we were all going to order too much food so we could bring our leftovers into the theater yes we were going to bring blankets and set up a little like blanket fort in the back row and like eat our tacos amazing he was playing and we could like peek out from our fort if we wanted to watch but if we got too scared we could go back in oh my gosh (laughs) that's honestly what we did and that's how I watched the woman in black too and by watch I mean how I was in the room while it was on but I was hiding and eating a taco oh (laughs) far away okay um yeah, I'm, I loved, I really liked doing the movies. I would do where I would watch one movie if I did like the double feature, but only like one of my friends. I remember going to one movie with one friend that we paid for initially. She left. I waited around and then met up with another friend who came later to watch a different movie with me. That's amazing. And it was like, I had these little dates going on. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't like I was meeting one person and meeting the next one right after. It was like really funny, like scheduling that. Um, and I love like the kind of, not the, th- I don't know, maybe the thrill of like the kind of waiting in between. And I remember just going to like another movie randomly in the midst of it, just watching it until it's close to the second movie I wanted to see. Um, sneaking food in is like, was like my half the reason I wanted to go, I feel like, cause I was big into that. And like the most absurd ways of like getting all the food in. Cause I remember a group of friends and I from college, we got Chick-fil-A and we had like our purses and like, Maybe we only had like one purse or two, whatever. But I remember putting a milkshake in my hood Stop. because I had like a hoodie on and oh, our friend did that. And then putting like the hair over it so they wouldn't see the milkshake. I also did that by putting like, I had like stretchy pants and I put a drink in the back of my pants and like it didn't open or anything. Like that's how I was able to transport this drink into a place. Oh that's my so gosh. funny. And just, like, different ways of sneaking food in. And, like, my brothers and dad, they bring in full-in, like, foot-long subs. Yeah. Giant sodas, just, like, in their jackets and stuff. And so they they really, like, pass that on right, to he, me. Here's, here's the, the goal. We need mm-hmm. to successfully bring in a whole grill. Grill? A grill and burger patties. How are we going to plug that in? (laughs) We're we're going to assemble it during the previews. Okay. That'll last long. Um, We can just empty your purse. We're going to fill it with charcoal. Oh, you mean a charcoal grill? Yeah. We're going to bring a whole ass grill. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. I was picturing a little George Foreman. Sounds like a hazard. <laughs> no, 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 it'll be fine. Gotcha. Okay. I'm sure movie theaters are fine. very well ventilated. Oh yeah, <laughs> I really see this kind of thing all the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But no, I uh, yeah. I realized that. I mean, we we've not all been to the movies like as a unit. In I mean, that, you and I have barely been to the movies. We've been to two or three. Three. Yeah. Three. 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 Yeah. We've been to, when we first got married that summer, was COVID, uh, responsible or not or whatever, but the local theater was doing these like um, Wednesday deals. Um, 
and they were showing like older movies. So that's why we got to see um, Dark Knight Rising in theaters was we went to one of those. It was Dark Knight. It was Dark Dark Knight Rising. Okay. It was Dark. What? Batman. We saw Batman. I don't know. It was long. Um, We saw that one. And then we also saw Shrek. And that was really fun because there was like hardly anyone in the theater. And one group that went to the theaters one of the girls was dressed up as Lord Farquaad and it was so funny and they were a little rambunctious little group but it was still fun Lord and I was also excited to see Shrek in theater that is so exciting. yeah that was a oh. fun thing I love going to theaters where there's like no one there you probably didn't see Shrek in theater did you oh no I definitely didn't I didn't see a lot of like midnight premieres of I mean it didn't even have like, to be a midnight premiere I probably didn't see it at midnight but I definitely saw Shrek in theater what? Yeah, I don't remember um, seeing a lot of kids' movies in theaters. I don't think my parents wanted to take me to them. Yeah. Uh, so in general, I don't know how much my movie going started until late, like until like middle school at least. And I wasn't going, or like late middle school, early high school. You know what? So. That, that, that makes sense. Like, I don't know if I would want to, I don't know if I would want to take a kid to a movie unless I know that they can sit through it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember when Shrek came out, but my dad loves Shrek. So honestly, he would have loved it if he had taken me. <laughs> Man, yeah, we we have like a whole bucket list of things that we need to do as a crew, but... <laughs> movies? Well, I mean, movies, um, various trips, etc. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we could talk about that some other time. I, w- I want to know... I want to know what's on y'all's mind. Any anyone's mind. On y'all's mind. Um, so I don't know. I I have a hard time, like last week, remembering what we've talked about on the podcast, mm-hmm. what we've talked about outside the podcast, um, how much it's worth bringing up because we've maybe talked about it outside of it already. But um, I had this thought because recently we celebrated a special someone's birthday, whose birthday is also tomorrow. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Whose actual birthday is tomorrow, but we went to Erica's um, birthday dinner um, the other day. And I was just thinking about how Erica's brother was there. Um, and I was like, man, like, that's like a fun relationship to have. And I know you guys are closer in age. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I wouldn't think even if I lived in the same town or whatever area as like my brothers who are much older, I wouldn't invite them to like a friend birthday dinner. It would be like a whole separate family dinner or like something separate probably. Right. But I just thought that was like a fun relationship to have where it's like, yeah, you're like one of my friends that would come. I don't know like what that, I don't know, but I thought that was like a cool relationship. So I was going to bring up like sibling relationships because I know we all have them. Yes. Um, And just like what that looks like for you and like, um, I don't know. And just like, when were you like, Hey, I'm like friends with my sibling now. So, cause I feel like I remember having that moment, but I, I have a very distinct moment actually with that. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess like my sister and I have always been best friends. I don't know if there's been a moment in our lives where I just like viewed her as like family, like directly family and not a friend. But I do remember right. having a moment when we were probably like, maybe I was nine and she was seven somewhere like in our earliest childhoods mm-hmm. where I was like I said to her I was like I don't think we should ever fight again and she was like, what do you mean 
And I was like, we always fight. We'll be mad at each other for a few days. And then at the end of the few days, we decide to not be mad at each other and to be friends again. And we're wasting so much of our lives being mad at each other when we know we're not going to stay mad at each other. Yeah. Just be friends. And she was like, bet. And we've literally like never fought since. Oh my goodness. How sweet. (laughs) I don't know like how we've managed that, but I mean, like there have been moments where like she gets on my severe nerves and vice versa. And then we don't talk for like a few hours, but it's not ever like days, you know, so that's Mm -hmm. been good. Um, but yeah, I'm very close with my sister. She's, uh, two and a half to three years younger than me. Um, and I mean, like growing up, like we had our own bedrooms for most of our childhood, but we did used to like have sleepovers in each other's room, like every other night, just so we didn't have to like be away from each other. And, um, we used to like to pretend to be twins. Like we'd dress up in the same clothes and do our hair the same and go out in public and hope that people would look at us and ask if we were twins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, her and I are very close. Um, and then my brother, who you were just mentioning, he's two years older than me, almost to the day. So his birthday mm-hmm. is also this week at the end of the week. Um, and him and I have also always been friends, except for he used to be mean to me, but I would be like mean <laughs> to him back. Cause like, that was just the dynamic, but he was much better right. at being mean to me than I was at being mean to him. Like I used to like slap him and he would just laugh and then that would make me cry. So like that was the yeah. dynamic, but also given I was probably four for this. So don't think that this is like our preteens or anything, but um, yeah, actually my brother has always been someone that I very much looked up to. Um, I don't know. I just remember like being in middle school and being so scared to be in middle school, like in sixth grade. And I was so grateful mm-hmm. that Nathan was in eighth grade still. So I wouldn't be at the school yeah. alone. And if I needed help, I knew he was there and stuff like that. Um, and the same thing with high school. So I've just definitely always been very grateful that he's like preceded me like by two mm-hmm. years. So like anything that I go through, like in terms of like milestones, he's already done it. So I can kind of like mm-hmm. see what he's up to. Um, yeah, Nathan and Maya, two people. awesome, pretty people. cool. Yeah. Big fan. Also, they are both objectively much cooler than me. And I don't even say that in a self-deprecating way. They are just like the, actually two of the coolest people I've ever met. And there's just no way around oh. it. So <laughs> yeah, those are my thoughts. Wow. Love. Yeah. I mean, I have one brother eight years older than me, um, almost to the day. <laughs> um, and so, okay, it, it, it's strange. We're definitely, like, closer now, um, not in not in proximity, but, um, like, in relation, relationally. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, so the specific situation that you addressed, it was cool that Nathan and Aaron were at the birthday dinner thing. Yeah. Um, yes, it was cool. But also, I was the one that, like, invited everyone. Um, I yeah. told you who yeah, I wanted. Yeah, there. you said who you wanted there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess, like, I know it comes from because Erica would want her right, brother to right, be there. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think if I were, I think if I was, like, if Erica were to put, like, 
invite people to a birthday dinner for me i would lo- i would like if alex and chelsea were there like yeah um i mean if they didn't have to drive seven hours to get there right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> although I, i'm one of those people where sometimes like it's really strange for me when worlds collide like yes i, I that's how i'm feeling like i mean i just kind of overthink things a lot and to just wonder like how groups are going to either mesh or clash Mm -hmm. and yeah so like when like leading up to the wedding I mean I never really let it like get out of my like I never really talked about I never verbalized it but I was secretly like I wonder how my groomsmen are gonna be because I had two different friend groups from college um Mm -hmm. a co-worker and my brother so like yeah it was it was just (laughs) it was strange whereas Erica just had two different friend groups and her sister which her sister knew both of those friend groups and has hung out with them before so it wasn't as in the two different friend groups like I guess they hadn't hung out a bunch but they had hung out they had hung out and (laughs) (laughs) it's just one of those things where I like overthink but then like in the moment it's cool like it ha- when it once it starts like once the the groups start hanging out it's always cool and fun to see people interact mm-hmm. um yeah I mean but yeah I mean my, my brother being eight years older than me so I grew up with him in the house until middle school and then he went off to college. Um, and so from then on, like he, he was in college, like a few hours away. So, um, and he wasn't the kind of person to come home like every weekend, he might come home a couple times a semester. Um, and then for winter break, but he usually stayed um, during summer break, like he would get a job on campus and stay during summer break. Um, yeah. So like, I kind of had two childhoods one where I had a brother that was way older than me and I liked to kind of be his shadow and thought everything that he thought was cool was cool and then Mm -hmm. um one where I was kind of like an only child which Megan I'm sure you can relate to um like in my my latter part of childhood from middle school through high school um and that was cool um but there was like a random year or two where he moved back home because, you know, the economy or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> couldn't find a job or something. Um, so that was kind of cool too, um, to be like older and like have like have time to make memories with my brother. Um, that, mm-hmm. that was like when my my infamous story of Skyrim releasing mm-hmm. happened um but I mean yeah I mean every time we get together it's it's a lot of fun um we of course went there a couple weekends ago um and had a lot of fun uh, to visit Alex and Chelsea I I have always wondered what it'd be like to have more siblings though like 
I realized just now that I'm the only person in this call that doesn't have two other siblings. I just have one other sibling. Uh, right. So, mm. um, but I've never like, I've always wondered what it's like, but I've never like wished that was wished that was my situation. Yeah. yeah. Right. I just, um, now I kind of do have a little bit more of a taste of what that's like because my brother's married and because I have mm-hmm. in-laws, like it's, it's cool to see that like now I have two sisters and another brother like yeah um and for the most part like it's I think every time what am I trying to say I'm trying to say like They, they, they kind of start out feeling like friends it's it's weird right it's like the opposite of like blood family like they having always in-laws? having in-laws yeah. like they start out feeling like friends but then the more you hang mm-hmm. out they start to feel like family family yeah whereas with your actual siblings it's just like they're your siblings when they grow up it's like you know what you're kind of my buddy yeah yeah right yeah that is interesting yeah so it's it's been kind of cool to see over the last you know whatever um to to see my in-laws become more like family but also still still be friends yes yeah no i was just gonna have you speak on that oh yeah um and i had very very similar upbringings like my brother's eight years older than me. My sister was six years older than me. Um, and like my brother also moved back after college for a few years. Um, I also very much wanted to be my brother's shadow growing up. Like everything he thought was cool, I thought was cool. Um, so a lot of things I like um, that I'm kind of like almost like too young for but I enjoy vicariously, I like enjoyed through him basically hmm. at a young age. Um, yeah, we like, we're not as close as we used to be. So he lives three hours away now. Um, but I remember it was really cool in high school, him moving back. Cause uh, it was a hard time for me. Uh, and it was just nice to have some familiar around. And also we liked all the same things. Yeah. It was also nice that he was a pretty consistent, like, if I need a ride, he was there. That's nice. Um, but yeah, it was, it was nice having him around. Um, Amy, like, we, um, we definitely had the more of the, like, we're friends. We had, we had that moment much later of, like, we're friends. Um, because growing up, she was kind of like, she can be kind of bossy. <laughs> I just feel like she's always like making me, like make me feed the dog or walk the dog or like take care of the cats, even though one of the cats wow. was hers and the dog was hers. All the animal duties. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, she was like, or like, if I wanted to use a computer, because we only had one computer in the house, like, mm-hmm. um, she always wanted to use it for my space, but I wanted to use it to like look at Legos or whatever. <laughs> Not much changed. A fight. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like, I just think remember like, 
when the parents were gone, um, when she was in high school, she was very into like the like early 2000s emo music. And we'd have like dance parties to like My Chemical Romance and stuff. So that was fun. That was probably like the, the fondest memory I have of a childhood with my sister. Um, but I feel like Amy is like definitely a black sheep of the family and she'll admit that too, I feel like. Um, but I also feel like I'm the one, like, I very much am, I still see her as like my sister. I feel like some people, like, sometimes people in my family can kind of like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I feel, I feel like I'm closer to my sister than my brother. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I think I'm closer. I'm closer to Amy than Josh is, which is like not yeah a good or bad thing. Um, but she's always someone that like I always say she is the coolest of the Peeler children. Mm. So I think she is. Uh, I think she's the coolest of the three. Yeah. Um, I think I'm kind of cool, but I you're pretty cool. She, uh, I don't know. She's just like, she's always like she's always just cool. She's always been very hip. Yeah. She has like the half ombre now. Yeah. She's a lot more. Um, I don't know how to what to what to call it now. I'm like suddenly lost it. I think comparatively to at least appearance wise of your family, she's a lot more edgy. Like mm. everyone else looks pretty like the same overall yeah. look, and edgy then is, Amy's very okay. much like. I'm going to experiment with how I look yes. at least. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's fun. Very yeah, yeah. I like Amy yeah. and Josh, of course. And I like her boyfriend. She's cool. Yeah. He's starting to feel like family, yeah. I would say. I mean, they've been dating over three years now. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. He was at my bachelor party. Kayla wants to stop talking about it. I, I, I was going to say, I remember these stories. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> that was, I think that was also the first time I really met Lewis. Um, That's not true. I met him. I, like, knew him before. I knew yeah. him before. But I think that was the first time I hung out with Lewis. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I was all, like, I need, I need the listeners to keep track of every time Caleb brings up Lewis. Lewis. party. <laughs> <laughs> it's been more than a couple times uh, i'm sure yeah so. and i think like so i have two older brothers one's 10 years older one's eight years older so basically i mean going i guess really once i was 10 so not even middle school i guess like my brothers were all out of the house and they also were not the type to come home and visit except for like holidays um, and even over the summer, like I remember my oldest brother always had something over the summer. I'm pretty sure my other one had like was working um, and doing like summer like classes even sometimes. So I definitely remember like young childhood is like with them in it. And then it was like by the time I came became more conscious, <laughs> I feel like it was like I was an only child basically. So I know it was like I know I was like the little sister to them Hmm. for a very long time um because I guess by the time they really moved out of the house they still had in their mind that I was like 10 to 12 years old (laughs) because I remember meeting my brother's now wife when they first started dating when I was like I think in eighth grade or ninth grade and I remember her being like hold on I think I thought you were like younger 
because the way your brother talks mm-hmm. about you, you're still like early, like you're 12 years old. I'm like, well, I'm 14 now, 15. So like, <laughs> hmm. um, it's just funny because I know that's even now they still kind of feel like maybe I'm now a high schooler in their head. Like I still haven't caught up in age in some ways. Even though you've been married um, for almost two, huh? even though you've been married for almost two years, like yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm still very much their little sister. I feel like. Um, and I do remember like high school, I don't know, like a very specific moment, but I remember becoming aware of like, oh, I'm like finally getting to know my brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I really knew them growing up, like when I was little necessarily. I like, they were just like my older brothers who I also were like, I want to be in your business. I want to talk to your girlfriends. I want to like be annoying. <laughs> but um, I think in high school is when I really started to get to know them and start thinking, oh, they're like my friends now. Like I kind of know who they are. They know who I am as a person. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I always thought that was really cool having that. And I think it helped a lot because when my brother started dating his wife, that helped me get to like also get to know him better was also getting to know her because mm-hmm. we related a lot on like the books we read and like the stuff we liked and like she was always so cool. And I was like, wow, I love you more than resting. <laughs> and that's always kind of the joke, but I've always like, I've really become like aware of how much I appreciate the now friendship and like how I am with my brothers saying that it is still like, I couldn't think of having a friend dinner. Like if they were to come or were invited or whatever, like it'd be fine. It would just be like, huh, this is weird. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think to do this. Right. It yeah. seems very separate in my head, the type of friendship I have with my brothers. Then if I were to have like a dinner with my friends, I would never think about inviting my brothers. They also don't live close, but. You know what? Now that we're like really talking more about this and I'm realizing I'm the only one who has siblings very close in age to me. Like, yeah. I, so the friends I had at dinner, a bunch of them I've known since I was like three, four, five. Yeah. Um, and so if they were always at the house growing up, of course, they were always around my siblings growing up. Of course. So there were definitely like my siblings definitely infused into my friend groups in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, I think that makes sense. We'd be watching movies or whatever. And my siblings would also be there because if we're watching a fun movie, like why would they not also come to the couch and watch it with us? You know, that right. kind of thing. Um, so that's that's probably that explains a lot, I think. Yeah, I think I the age gap my is- siblings hmm. in my friend group. Yeah, the age group is definitely what I think makes the difference yeah. in that and probably why it feels that way. And my brothers probably only really know maybe two or three, stretching three, like of my good friends, like that they would be like, oh, we know who they are. One of them, they definitely do because we've gone on family trips with them. Mm-hmm. They've been a part of that. But like they maybe have interacted more with like two other friends of mine and like that's it. They probably wouldn't be quite as familiar with a lot of my other hmm. fairly good friends um, just because they weren't like at the house whenever my friends would come over and we'd hang out and stuff. So hmm. I do think that's like it would also just be a weird dynamic. Like it'll be fine. Everyone would probably get along. It'd be fun. But it's also like I don't it's you're 35 years old. And we're 25 now, I guess, but just like, hmm. it's um, well, almost 25. I know we're not actually, but it's like, I don't know. It's just interesting. I really love it. I'm, I feel like I'm really happy with like knowing who my brothers are and obviously their wives are like, I have sisters now too, which I was always really excited about because hmm. I wanted some sisters. Aww. 
And they did that for me. (laughs) So, and they're great. And I think also getting to know them, even like my brother later who got married and was only with his, um, only dated for like a little over a year, maybe before they got married, like even getting to know her, I was more so able to get to know my oldest brother. Um, even though they got married when I was much older. So yeah, I think it's really cool. Really interesting. Siblings. Family dynamics. Yeah. Crazy. Dynamics. Mm-hmm. Well. Who's it going to be? My topic is very, <laughs> um, it's probably going to be mainly directed towards Caleb because mine's kind of a response to his melody. <gasps> oh, <work>. yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'll go ahead and go. Um, yes. So in the last episode, if you haven't listened to it, my dear listeners, please listen to it after you finish this episode. Um, (laughs) In that episode, Caleb brought to the table that he had recently listened to Laura's album Melodrama all the way through, and he wanted to talk about it on the podcast because he knows that's my favorite album. And um, he agreed with me that it's a good album, and that was nice to hear because it- The validation you needed. (laughs) Not that I needed it, but I just wanted to make sure that you had taste. Um, and you do so congratulations (laughs) um and then we were kind of talking about one of Caleb's favorite albums and one of his favorite bands um and this album is Gone Now by Bleachers and I don't know why it took me so long to put together that the lead singer of Bleachers is Jack Antonoff and I know him because he produced melodrama and he produced some Taylor Swift stuff and I really like all of that kind of music so I was like, now let me just pause for a second. Like, what am I doing wrong? Why have I not listened to Bleachers yet? If I obviously love Jack, Jack Antonoff's other like stuff he's worked on. So I decided to listen to Gone Now kind of as soon as like the next morning on the way to work, I think. And let me think. I don't know how many times I've listened to it now. A good few. And mm-hmm. I'm still trying to gather all my thoughts. I don't really have all my thoughts. But like, it was really good. Like a lot of the times I listen to an album and I'm like, I don't really know if I'm going to listen to this again or if I do, if like anything's going to stick. Um, like sometimes all the songs run together, nothing stands out. But like right now I can hear so many of the songs so distinctly in my head, even though they all have kind of the same sound in a lot of ways, they are all very distinct in other ways, which is cool. I appreciate that. Um, And the reason I'm having a hard time, like, having, like, a cohesive thought is because it's, like, a weird album also. Like, lyrically, like, there's almost, like, the same lyrics in, like, half of the songs. I'm trying to figure out, like, what it means. (laughs) to gain from it, you know what I mean? So, I wouldn't mind, Caleb, if you had some commentary, if you had some inside scoops you wanted to dish out, because I am curious. And um, I know, Megan, that you also have become a fan of Bleachers over the years. And I would love to hear your thoughts, too, because I would love different perspectives. And um, Aaron, you can say anything you want. (laughs) So shortly after I, like, really got into, like, Gone Now, I found there is, like, a playlist on YouTube of, like, basically, like, a minute of each song off the album where Jack is just, like, talking about his like kind of like his his like um why he made that song like the coming behind it mm. which is nice 
um i think that helped me like understand the album a little bit more you uh, should send that i was just gonna send to her nice. um but yeah i just i know like the biggest thing is like the album cover is like so it's about basically a lot of it is about him dying his kind of like processing death mm. kind of interesting it's like goodbye is like he's talking about moving out of his parents house moving out of his like neighborhood he grew up in but also was to die um okay that's and, so like, interesting and like the album cover is like it's supposed to be like if he would be like laid your ass what do you want to look like and we like is uh-huh. in a casket. i'm like looking at it now yeah. well, so it's oh, like that's so interesting. which he, he mentions that in like that video where he's talking about some meanings behind it um <coughs> i think that adds like a lot an extra layer to it because like um dream of mickey mantle one of my favorite songs by them is like about the first time he like kind of had to comprehend death as a kid was when um, Mickey Mantle died. And so he was like pretty young. And he remembered like everyone, like the, like, oh, he felt like everything just stopped. And like people were like, Mickey Mantle was dead. Like, that was a huge deal. Right. Um, so then you have, of course, the classic was like, you have the, the death stuff. Um, you also have like fun songs, Kate, Hate That You Know Me. Like, <sighs> I a, love that song. It's just a, it's a banger. That that one has been the one that's grown on me the most. That oh, was yeah. one where I, the first time I listened to it, I was like, that might be forgettable, but then I didn't forget it, and I was like, ah. Okay. <laughs> so the first time I listened to, I just remember the first time I listened to the album. Um, I was like driving, I listened to like the first three songs, and I got out of the car, and when I got back in, I changed it. And then it was like, I think it was like I had to drive up to like South Carolina for my brother's wedding. And it was like gonna be like a four hour drive. And that came on. I was like, oh, that was good. And then I listened to it again on the way back and like got more of it. And like the next week I just kept listening to it all the time. And that was the first time I really like, I was one of the first albums I like listened through, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I would, I listened through it through several times close together. Um, but yeah, it's like, oh man, it just like, I think it also like hit me at like that time or like that time was just like, it resonated with where I was so much when I found it. Mm-hmm. I'm like now, if I, if I listen to the first time now, I don't know if I'd be as uh head over heels into it right i don't know you're a very nostalgic boy that i think you would be because it would just be nostalgic for you that's probably true probably be nostalgic but never heard it oh you mean for the first time i missed that where you said for the first time i thought you meant if i if i right now just wanted to like listen through the whole thing if it would hit as hard you mean for the first very never mind never mind never mind never mind never mind yeah well i say I feel like I listened again a few weeks ago and it still hits. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. So there definitely was a lot of 
um, like the album, I don't know. I think of it as the album ends. And I don't know if this is like, if there's a deluxe version and I just missed something. In my head, the album ends at Goodbye, I think it's called. And then the rest of the songs are like, they're there. But it's like, that's like the um, epilogue almost. Everything after Goodbye is the epilogue. And I can't really explain why I feel that way, but I do. Um, I think it's because, okay, so to me, Mickey Mantle or whatever dream of Mickey Mantle is like the prologue. It's the foreword, Mm -hmm. if you will. And then the album actually begins at Good Morning. Mm-hmm. I don't. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't like thought that hard about everything, but this is just what I've been like gathering oh, okay. and what I've been sensing in the last yeah of listening to it. Um, even like the first song, the Dream of Mickey Mantle song, has like little little clues of all the other songs in it, almost. Yes. Hmm. So it just. I don't know. I don't. I don't think of that. I think of it as like the intro song. It's not like a yeah. good song. Please don't mishear that. But it's like, I don't, that's just how I've been categorizing the album in my head. Like it's funny you say that. The album is Good Morning to Goodbye. Hmm. It's funny you say that because like, I mean, it's been like years since I watched those interviews of him. Mm-hmm. But he, like, I'm pretty sure I remember like him talking like, when he talked about Good Morning, he was like, yeah, Good Morning is like the star of the album. Okay. Oh, um, I'm a genius. Yeah. Same, same <laughs> wavelength. You get him. <laughs> and Jimmy Mickey is basically like a prologue. I don't know if he used the word prologue, but like. But I might be on. Good morning. <laughs> good morning is. Yeah. I don't know. It's like I, I feel like I remember him saying like because like, I'm right there. Mickey Mantle prize at the end. Yeah. I think that that's the last song on the album, but like. Okay, yeah. So the song I like Form Girls. I like Form Girls a lot. Girls, I know. Interesting to me because the entire album, there is some girl talking who has an accent. And then the last song is called Foreign Girls. And I'm like, what am I supposed to be gaining? I don't know what I'm gaining from this, but I recognize the themes and the motifs. But I don't know what I don't know. What's so I don't know, but I've only been listening to it for a week, so I don't know. That girl is like, because I thought it was like his girlfriend for a long time, but I think it's like a very good friend of his or something. Mm-hmm. And like, I know, I think it's in the previous album, is like, it's that same gr- girl, but she's like talking about, she's from Italy. Mm-hmm. And like, she's talking about like, throughout the album, she talks about how like, she like, well, she goes to school in like New York and she'll go back to Italy and just weird going back to Italy. Um, so that's like what is, I actually like don't know as much like they're using for the voiceovers in Gone Now. I've also always wondered like foreign girls, like why is it foreign girls? Because I don't even know. Right, they don't even say that in this. Right, song. right. Well, that's because every time I see it pop up, my initial reaction is like, "What is this song?" Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I was gonna say that, like, because the song is not about foreign girls, so I feel like it has to be alluding to the foreign girl of the album. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. So I like I get what she's saying, like, because like her whole line on the entire album is, "I have to get back home soon." I think is what she says over and over, and I feel like that's mm-hmm. what the whole album kind of was like from my perspective is like 
good morning is about like waking up at your house and like you know everyone and you know it's just kind of the vibe and then by goodbye I feel like that's him leaving home but maybe I'm misinterpreting but like that's kind of like the oh shoot okay goodbye to everyone because I guess I'm moving out but also maybe dying now apparently I didn't know that but I'll re-listen to fresh ears and there's lots of different different layers to it it's not just like he's dying I'm sure I think the moving out one because he's he talked about when he was writing this album, he was like the first time he was moving out of his parents' house. Right. Which I wouldn't so have thought I, that from listening to it, but I remember hearing you say that last time. Yeah. I might just have to print like, out all the lyrics and get a highlighter. Highlighter. <laughs> really, really analyze it. Yeah. Yeah. So my thoughts, real quick, because I know they're not as deep or extensive probably as I know you I guys. Hear it. So I don't ever better. think too hard about music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think very and i don't know if introspectively is the right word but i don't like i don't always look for the depth in it i'm just kind of like are these this is a fun tune yes am i kind of digging these lyrics sure Caleb and I, I know the lyrics which uh, makes it more fun being english majors absolutely correct. Huh? i said Caleb yeah. and i are both cursed from being english majors i have to analyze everything <laughs> yeah so i don't relate always like super deeply but i will say with bleachers why I think for myself it sticks out so much is I had just started dating Caleb when he was like freshly into Mm. bleachers so like constantly he picked me up in his car dreaming of Mickey Mantle was on like he was listening to it so in my head and I've just thought about this now like this is just a thought I've had now during this conversation I've never thought about this before but I'm like man like bleachers huh breaking thought instead of breaking yeah breaking thought Bleachers very much is like the soundtrack in my head for Caleb and I's relationship. Mm. Not because all of the songs are like so relatable to our relationship, like not necessarily always because of that. I mean, one of their songs was our first dance song. So like Mm. it definitely plays in there, but it's very much like this has always been a thing that we've had Mm -hmm. like throughout our like relationship. So I think that's pretty cool. And but it did take me like actually two years to like get into it I feel like because by the time we saw the bleachers in concert I know all the songs I had a really fun time because I like knew everything going on I was very well like introduced to them I was like I'm also a fan of yours because I noticed when we went to the tournament pilots concert which Caleb's been a fan of them Mm -hmm. like that's always been a thing but I feel like we didn't I didn't dive into it as much Mm -hmm. because Caleb was already like not also diving into it so I know like it wasn't as fun necessarily for me because I didn't know them as well but it did take me like two years to really be able to know bleachers there's also a lot more twin pilots there is a lot more twin pilots stuff so that's that but I I know like on my own I would listen to bleachers but never Mm -hmm. on my own did I listen to 21 pilots but I really now like it's almost become a little more of my own thing as well being a fan of bleachers and like other things jack antonoff has done um but i mean it's mostly a caleb thing twilight pilots is definitely like a caleb thing that i'm just like also enjoying him part of but it's not like i don't look into it that much really but i love i really like jack antonoff obviously i love taylor swift so i like he's cool in my books if he's cool Mm -hmm. in taylor's books Mm -hmm. i really like another like side thing he did was a band called red hearse mm. um he didn't front for it he was what was he part of it How he was, was he? like 
DJ producer. Like he Something. like played with a little thingy on synthesizer. Stick. Yeah. Um. So I really love Red Hearse, the Red band Hearse. and album. But that is all it is. It's just that one. Yeah, that one. An album. I don't know if and there'll ever be like, more. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a bummer. But I really like Bleachers. Yeah. I think it's a very sentimental. Yeah. To me, in some ways, yes. more than like. Ooh, the depth of these lyrics speak to me. It's more like, ah, this is Caleb and I's relationship when I listen to this. Mm-hmm. Even though there's no foreign girls in our relationship. You're distantly Italian. <laughs> that's not, that's white. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that? Anyway. I would not care at all about like diving deeper into the lyrics if I didn't think the music just sounded good. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, yeah. Like if a uh, like songwriter writes like really good lyrics i'm probably never gonna care about them if the music is kind of like boring yeah yeah it's like it helps that the music is like boppy yeah. and it's like it's like to listen to twan, i i love twan pilots like unapologetically some of my students make fun of the fact that i like huh. twan puns a lot that's surprising i don't know why though i think twan puns has a very interesting like perception within culture because mm-hmm. i think they're very yeah. like I do really like them or like people are like oh like that band mm-hmm. um but like I do think like sometimes their lyrics are almost like too too much work to understand what's happening because there's this whole lore and mythos around especially their trench and scale and icy album that's like there is a story happening outside these albums and then it's very complicated. But Bleachers isn't quite like that. Yeah, I think I appreciate what I'm saying. I appreciate yes. Bleachers just like straightforward. Like there is depth within their album, but it's not like they're trying to create this like overarching story. Right. Which like I love Touring Pilots, but sometimes like, dude, like I don't know what you're talking. You're, you're yelling about wearing a jumpsuit. Like, okay. <laughs> so. Very cool. Anyway. Thanks for your thoughts. Did um, you have thoughts, Aaron? No thoughts, just vibes. Nice. Vibes. I like really. I struggled finding a topic today, tonight. Um, so I, I found more. Mine's more of a news thing. Okay. Um, that I saw right before filming. I thought was very, very, very positive, very awesome. Okay. So, in for Forza Horizon Five, which is a racing game, video game. Okay. Xbox makes basically they are adding um sign language options into the game oh sorry and i like had never thought about that because like in the video they posted about they're like they had like a people someone doing signs and right. it was like i speak a aos is my first asl mm-hmm. asl was my first language english is my second language right like, yeah it's hard for me to like read english sometimes because it's not my first language right and I was like, dang, I never thought about that. Like, I, I knew um, AOS and, like, English were very different languages. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't translate at all, really. Um, I never thought about, like, man, like, I knew I knew those, like, gamers that were deaf. Um, but I never thought about, like, oh, like, it might be difficult for gamers to, like, play some games because, like with the story of it yeah right oh uh, which is also interesting like like you can play i think it's cool because like you can play force horizon and like you don't have to listen to the entire dialogue. right 
but I think this thing is very cool. Like, and they even said in the video, they're kind of like, this is not something we have to do. Like the percentage of our players that are like hard fearing or deaf is like super small, but it's like, we wanted to like do this to like kind of start this becoming the norm. And yeah, accessibility within video gaming. And I thought it was very cool that they were very open of like, yeah, like this was really hard to figure out and do, um, but we want this, like they said like being board game, like, like um, developers should take into account like all different kinds of mm-hmm. ability levels right. when designing their games so that everyone can play and I'm like man that's like awesome for a huge company like i know like turn 10 is not as big as microsoft but i'm sure like microsoft funds them i'm sure yeah. microsoft had some bearing on the decision to be like yeah let them do that right um because it's a lot of time it's a lot of money to figure this out because no oh, one's ever yes. done this before yeah so i said that was like i saw that and i was like that's like that's awesome i love that that's really cool. And so, I, yeah. you know, and like the videos they saw, like, I mean, I'm not, don't speak AOS. ASL. ASL. I know it's hard. Um, but like, I thought it was like very clever how they did it. Um, Cause basically they just have like someone in the corner. So I think and it's a little bit more, it looks better than that. Yeah. 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 I thought it was just very cool. Yeah. So, so um, it always, for me, it comes back to kind of funny, but they—they—they—they are proponents of accessibility in games. Um, they've had a, a number of uh, people with different disabilities um, come on their podcasts and talk about like kind of how they are. Uh, you know, rallying the troops to get more accessibility settings in games and um one of the biggest proponents of of accessibility in games is a guy by the name of steve sailor and um he has this it's a it's a it's a form of blindness he's not like totally blind Mm -hmm. but like he's he's he has problems seeing um right and he really appreciates it when games have settings that make it easier for him. Um, and there's actually been this debate. Um, not, I don't know if even know if it's really a debate, but this motion for games that have accessibility settings for them to be turned on by default. Hmm. so that the players that need them can go on ahead and jump into the game, but the players that don't need them can turn them off and game how they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and lately, PlayStation has been more of a proponent than Xbox, but hearing this story of Forza Horizon 5 is great putting sign mm-hmm. language in american sign language in um oh they did they did american and british sign language. oh cool. oh nice that's really yeah, cool because turn 10 is a british company yeah god that's that's really cool that's yeah. good um <clears throat> but yeah like playstation has has long had accessibility settings like down pat like 
you can like if for whatever reason like most of their games you can turn down the difficulty to just like story only um some games uh i know this is a xbox game but um grounded you know that that game where you like shrink yeah. down it had an agoraphobia yeah uh, uh an ac- yeah arachnophobia yes. setting like even that like i would not think to put arachnophobia setting in oh yeah like i didn't realize this but i've heard multiple people talk about how that they are literally so scared of spiders that they can't play some games yeah um mm-hmm. so like hey, even like I was listening to podcasts like in high school and they were talking about Fallout and like um like I think like Fallout 3 was really hard because it was so green tinted. Yep. That was hard for me to see. But like New Vegas, um, because it was like it was so much oranger, uh-huh. more like that that hate that color that was like a lot easier for me to see. I was and, that, and then there, there weren't any like natural settings in the vanilla game. To like make it easier for colorblindness, right? Hmm. But, like, I have I have seen like lots more games have like, like sliders for different kinds of, of colorblindness, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, That's becoming like almost standard now. Halo has yeah. it, um, like Halo Infinite has it. Um, of course, Xbox for a long time now has had the adaptable controller, um, mm-hmm. and if you've never seen one, it kind of looks like. An Xbox Series S, a little bit. It's about the same size, but not quite as thick. Um, and it has all these like inputs into mm-hmm. it. And I, I actually saw someone on TikTok yesterday using it. And you can get like big like buttons, right? Which, you know input um there you you can plug in like like a big like joystick if you need that and Mm -hmm. what's great about um gaming nowadays is like he he bought an adapter so he can use that with his switch too oh nice so um his video was of him kicking his sister's butt in mario kart (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome um and yeah i mean i i don't know what disability he had um but it was one that limited his movement uh, right in such a way that he could like he didn't have the fine motor skills for a controller like a normal controller right um something i thought was like super cool they said in the video about this sign language thing was they were like they there's like it was like gaming is a is like should be a right mm-hmm. or something like that and it's like explain it's like yeah everyone like they're very open like everyone regardless of like ability should be willing to enjoy games um, so and we should make that happen it's like yeah that's awesome that's really so, cool so yeah that's my that's my topic caleb's news corner yeah yeah on the not gaming pod huh oh yeah <laughs> Jeez, Caleb, Sorry. you're on the wrong, on the podcast. wrong podcast. You yeah. lost. <laughs> Where am I? Where yeah, am so I? You can get these. Aaron is currently showing me the controller he was talking about. You can get these little things yeah. into it. That's really cool. I think it's, 
it's like stuff you would never think about. Oh yeah. How does someone who has maybe this disability or whatever would be able to enjoy um, like a video game or anything like that? I think that's really, really cool and to be thinking about that. As, as, people, as people who don't have those like fine motor disabilities, like seeing people adapt and overcome and like, find these controller like companies coming out with a controller like that like xbox didn't have to come out with oh yeah a special controller but they did um like seeing people get creative because they want to be a part of the conversation around games and like mm-hmm. yeah overcome their disability so they can like it's just real it's, it's it's inspirational in its own way you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. it's like one of those little feel-good stories like that you love to see or hear. And the last thing I want to say is like, one of my good friends growing up, um, he had cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. So like he didn't have a like great memory skills. Um, but like we like, I think over the summer, I went to his house like all the time. And like we hung out a lot. Um, and we play like, we play all kinds of games and like, um, particularly like we liked Halo, but he was like, he was never like good at it. But I think he, I think he just didn't like really enjoy like playing together, right? Which was like cool, because um, we we usually do, do campaign because like it was just he wasn't didn't have the ability to like play PvP very well, which is fair. But it was like I like we Me played there, <laughs> yeah. But we just like we would play like we would, like we play racing games a lot together, and like I don't know, it was just like a lot of fun. Even like I think I think I enjoyed like being able to like play with them. Um, but also, I think he would enjoy, like, being able to, like, have someone to play with. Um, mm. That's not his dad. Which, like, his, <laughs> his, his dad's cool, but, like... It's your yeah. dad. Yeah, it's your dad. You don't want to play video games with your dad every night. Uh, but, yeah. Gaming's for everyone. <laughs> Love it. When everyone plays, we all win. Thank you for that tagline. Um, I just to pay you for that one. Yeah, hey Phil Spencer, <laughs> throw me some cash. <laughs> some of that cool seventy billion yen. I know you have some cash left over. I'm sure. Pocket change. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Forty thousand dollars a year for the rest of my life. Name on my headstone. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Okay. Consider that, Phil consider that all right uh folks this has been best friends pod i'm one of your hosts aaron weiss and um we will be sending you out with the remix for the batman theme the batman. The batman. dude the theme is pretty it's pretty tight pretty tight I'm sure there's a good remix on SoundCloud that I will find upon editing this. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Be sure to tune yes. into Best Friends Gaming Pod and um, eventually one day Erica will and I will bring back Weiss camera action. <laughs> oh gosh. One day. One day. I'm gonna stop saying soon. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah we, we just get in these seasons where things are busy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. but until next time. Toodles. Bye-bye. Bye.